you're gonna have to just do it afraid you will mm-hmm. never be a hundred percent ready ready mm-hmm. um you, you the thing that most people focus on is oh i love this so i'm gonna sell this to the world always remember that your passion is not going to make you a profit unless mm. it solves someone's problem so you can be super passionate about macrame but if it doesn't solve a problem for me, no one's going to buy your macrame, mm-hmm. right? So if you are really into something, that's fabulous. That's a, a sign from the universe that you're going in the right direction. But then you need to step out of your own self and say, okay, who needs this and why do they need this? And how do I tell them that they need this? That's how you step from hobby to business. Welcome to Moments with Chrissy. Uh, Today we are going to be having a very special guest who I did meet in one of the platforms that I was in. Super lucky for me that I get to connect with her. Uh, She is an award-winning marketer with over a decade of experience and now an entrepreneur with her own team. So we are introducing Alea Harris um, and Alea believes that all business owners should make good money doing what they love, and that's what she does. She assists and helps them with her team at Flourish Marketing to develop highly converting email, social media, website copy empowering, education, and bioenergetic business coaching solutions and profit-driving marketing strategies to help passionate uh, empire builders to build your talent and your treasure. So now in this conversation that we'll be having with Alea, uh, she is a strategist and an educator. Um, we'll be talking a lot about tips and tricks, um, her journey as an entrepreneur, and really her story to get her to where she is right now. So I wanted to welcome you, Alea, in this conversation. Hi, Alea. Nice to have you. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Chrissy. I'm so happy to be on this podcast with you. Yeah, me too. I'm super, super glad that we get to connect and have this conversation. Um, and with any, uh, before we dive into the deeper topics, because that's something that obviously most of our audience and myself, I want to talk about too. Uh, I think it'll be nice to have some icebreaker questions just for them to get to know you better. Oh, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. It'll be uh, quite random questions. Nothing too crazy. So um, it'll be just okay. fun. <laughs> awesome. So my first question, Leia, is what is your favorite meal of the day? Well, it's definitely not breakfast because I am not a morning mm. person. So I'm going to have to go and say dinner. And I really love dinner because... Um, my husband and I always eat it together. So it's definitely that moment where we get to to connect and hang out. And I love it. Yeah, that's good. I'm sure with everyone's busy schedule, especially during the pandemic, too, the, the structure of your day-to-day changes. But dinner time is probably the best time to connect, reconnect with your loved ones. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. awesome. All right. My next question is sunset or sunrise? <laughs> same same rationale yeah <laughs> sunrise is gorgeous however i'm going to early. say sunset <laughs> because sunrise is a little early for me <laughs> yeah. i'm guessing you're in um a, a night owl 
I am I am more of a night owl than a morning person. Less so if if I didn't have anything to let I had to get up for, like usually I I wake up around eight mm-hmm. because I have meetings and things I have to do. But if I had nothing, I would slowly start to become nocturnal <laughs> because that's my natural body rhythm is at night. But nowadays I can't afford to be as much of a night owl as I normally am. Yeah, and I'm I always, sure. I'm, I'm, I love sleep. So I'm always, if I'm waking up at eight, I'm going to bed at 12 because yeah. I have to get eight hours. <laughs> That's so good. And it's, I'm so glad you mentioned that because most of, you know, the typical conversation that you hear is if you're an entrepreneur, you won't be able to sleep. I feel like it seems like you just have to prioritize what's important and find. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I mean, sleep is, is key. You cannot yeah. forget. You can't say, oh, I'm just, I'm still going to be my best self. I'll just be exhausted. It'll be fine. It's like, mm, no. how that works. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Good to know. Um, another question that I have is, are you ready for this? Well, nothing too crazy. No, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready, Christy. <laughs> no. Um, 2020 or 2021? Um. Well, both have been actually lovely and challenging in their own ways. Yes. So 2020, I mean, was the, when the pandemic started. Yeah. Um, and that was, has been devastating and sad for yes. many, but it was actually when my business ramped up and when I was laid off and when I really started this agency. So I found that as a silver lining blessing in 2020 and 2021, that's when we've really started taking off. Um, and the, and as I've looped around, you know, that full, full year in, in business happening in 2021, I'm like, wow, look how I've grown. So, um, both have been good in their own in their own ways um different parts of the journey yeah that's that's a good answer and i think you're right about that finding the silver silver lining behind all the chaos right so kudos to you (laughs) (laughs) all right my last questions question that i do like to ask all my guest speakers is do you have um a spirit animal and if you do what is it it's so funny that you asked that. I would literally, right before I recorded this one, I recorded a, a guest on another podcast yes. and they asked me that same question. So I'm super prepared now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> on that podcast, I was like, actually, I don't know. You would think that that'd be something, I'm very woo. So you would think yeah. that would have been something even more thought to, yeah. but I had. And so now, Chrissy, I'm ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> I have it an answer be, for you. <laughs> it would be a puma. Um Ooh. Because I have cat-like tendencies. So like with yes. my husband, he like working on his computer yeah. and not when he's on a Zoom call. I'm not that bad, but I'll be like, I want some attention. And so I'll just go and like start to snuggle up in front of, <laughs> on his lap and like just put my head in front of the computer. I'm like, so you can't work now. We have to cuddle. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> like, But then it's not like a little small kitty cat. Because yeah. I also have, I'm, I'm tall, I have a, a large presence, I have a, a more regal presence. So it, it is definitely one of the, one of the big, one of the big cats. <laughs> mm, for sure. Yeah, definitely when a puma comes in, I'll be like, eyes, all eyes on that. <laughs> all eyes on the puma. Like, yeah. A puma can't walk in no. like, 
like stealthily. I mean, yes. you might not hear it, but it will you once you see it, you're not going to be like, oh, what did I do on Instagram today? Like, that's not. No, <laughs> you just look and stare. Yeah. Look and stare. Captivating. Yes, captivating. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm so glad that you that was a question that you you had a while ago as well. I was prepped. That's so, <laughs> that's so funny. Awesome. Well, okay, Alea, thank you so much for answering those random questions. Um, we'll now dive in deep. Um, okay. Yes. So first question that I do have for you, and we'll dive in deep from this question because I want to get a better understanding of your journey as well, is if you're walking just on the sidewalk and someone taps you on the shoulder and asks you, hey, who are you? Who is Alea? How would you answer that? I would answer and say that I am someone who is driven by helping others be their best self and mm -hmm. flourishing business and life, which is one of the reasons why my company is called Flourish Marketing. Yes. I'm also someone who's had a very, very, a very varied path to get where I I am today. So I've been a, a chef, a marketer, um, a marketing executive, and now I I have a, a, again an entrepreneur owning Flourish Marketing. And within all of that, the the red thread and the thing that I constantly look for is how do I put myself in a position where I'm making lucrative relationships and building connections that help uplift myself and other people. So whatever I'm doing, whatever the, the channel is that I'm working that through, whether it's food, whether it's an email sequence, whether it's a coaching service, that's what I'm really seeking to, to mm -hmm. do and, and to build my own empire in the process. That's awesome. And when you mentioned about, you know, the you you said you were a chef. Is that what you said? Yes, I was a wow. chef. Uh -huh. Okay, so I'm curious how how did you go from being a chef to working in marketing to having your own company? How was that transition? Absolutely. I started off in the cosmetic and um, fashion industries. And then I was laid off. And while I was laid off, I couldn't get a job doing anything. Like this is before Uber and before I, I literally was at home scrapbooking, yeah. which by the way, is a very expensive hobby. If you're broke and you don't have a job, do not pick up scrapbooking. <laughs> Stickers are expensive. They are. And then you have to get the little cutters yeah. and then all the ages and it's just it's just that's not the thing to pick like read a book or something don't pick up scrapbooking so I was at home scrapbooking and my sorority sister was at my house um as well eating and she said you know you should just go to culinary school mm. I'm like okay why not I and I love food and I'm not doing anything else so I need to make a change and I'm so glad that I did. I was in culinary school for two years. And from there, I started a catering company and a private chef company. And then as a private chef, I traveled all over the wow. world. I had celebrity uh, clientele um, anywhere. We would go anywhere from Morocco to Spain to Utah. And <laughs> uh, we, I loved it. But then I realized there was this thing. I loved being able to transmit love through food and I loved being able to help and uplift people. But I still had this thing of, I wanted to build my empire, mm. but you can't do that while you're a part of someone else's. Yes. So I 
wanted to branch out. I already had a degree from the University of Southern California. I loved food. I wanted to see how I could work those in together. And being a full-time chef, I could tell was not was not it. So I actually got a job at uh, Google as a vendor partner. Mm-hmm. And as um, on that team, I was able to dive into topics of behavioral economics and behavioral sciences and how they eat, why they eat, what they eat, what food sustainability was like. It was it was amazing. And then from there, I was promoted by my parent company to be the head of marketing for North America. And I loved the paycheck. I loved the exposure and the large marketing budget that we were able to wield. But at the same time, I was out of that connection, that heart-centered relationship, networking, building connection that I really wanted to really uplift people. So Mm -hmm. while I was working, I decided to start Flourish, but it was called something totally different, had a different concept back then, but it was, it was, it was the same. It was leading to where I am now. But I said to the universe, hey, universe, I'm going to start this thing, but I'm not going to let go of this nice, steady paycheck and these golden handcuffs until I have six months uh, saved up. I have all my debts paid. I have my business is making the same amount as I'm making here. And I'm like, we're cool with that. Right. Mm -hmm. And the universe was like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay you off. That'll be perfect. (laughs) I'm like, that is the opposite. So you won't have any choice. (laughs) Right. That is the opposite of what I asked for. Thank you so much. You're clearly not a good listener no (laughs) I was I was excited because I knew I really needed to let go and I was feeling the sense of freedom but then also this great sense of fear but I did it through the fear and I haven't had a job since I've been doing quite well and it took a while to kind of get everything rolling and I repositioned and I found you know what my niche was and kind of plugged along from from there but once I incorporated and I developed an S corp and I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. We're doing this. We're moving forward. Um, we made six figures in five months. So then we were able to be like, okay, so we have the market. I'm like, I'm a marketer. I had to keep telling myself, you're a marketer, Leah. You know how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and we've been just rolling ever since. It's been, it's been amazing. And I've been truly blessed, 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 blessed to make this, to make it happen. Yeah, no, it's amazing that that journey took you in so many paths. And now yes. you're here, right? And you probably looking back, everything made sense. But probably when you were in those scenarios or in those circumstances, you're like, what is this? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Is. I yeah. mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. You had asked me at the time, I'd be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And now you ask me now and because I have the ability to see the journey that I've been on, everything feels more purposeful, but it didn't happen just like by accident. Just like, Oh yeah, I totally know what I'm doing now. You have to go through the journey. Yeah. I was just taking a master class on the hero's journey and and how it relates to your business and your life. And one of the points from that was you can't circumvent the journey. You have to go through the trials and the tribulations because it's in those trials and tribulations that you gain the skills and allies and attitude that you need to conquer your biggest dragons and to move forward. So that's what I see myself doing. And now I'm at a different part of, of my journey where I'm starting to really see that grand payoff, right? That coming back with the magic elixir 
boxer. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that you pointed it out because the same problems will probably keep popping up in your life until you actually face it. And from there, Absolutely. you would thrive and excel and really propel your career in a much different direction. Like you said, a six figure within five months, it, this is your destiny. Like you've always been destined to probably have this business, but it just, you just, it just, the universe just had to put you through that journey for you to get here and thrive. Um, yeah. So that's, Absolutely. that's spectacular. Like for me, I'm curious to know, like, did, do you think that you've always had that urgent, um, not urgent, like desire to want to have your own business growing up or was that something that? Yeah, you, yeah. I did, but there was so much fear and I really didn't trust in my ability to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Actually, I went to the University of Southern California and when I was there, I majored in business. Okay. They had an opportunity to major in entrepreneurship. And I said, oh, no, that's too risky. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Business is secure. Yeah. What I really should have majored in was like, was like, I had a Spanish minor. I should have had a major in like Latin American magical realism or English. <laughs> Something that I really, really loved because mm -hmm. I really did not love yeah. business. Yeah. Because business and being an entrepreneur and going to school and majoring in business are two very different different sure. reality concept yeah. um but i did know that I, I i i liked money and i liked generating money yeah. you know a lot of people are like oh what's your passion and i was like my passion is to be able to be free and to live the lifestyle that i want to lead in order to do i need to make money yeah not only that, but i always was thinking that it was going to be more secure to do that with somebody else's business well i've been laid off twice there's not so much security there, right? Yeah. You actually have, I've experienced more security and more confidence as an entrepreneur because now I know how to make money for myself. It's a very different thing. Yeah, no, I mean, I do have paychecks because I'm an S Corp, <laughs> so I do get that paycheck every single time, but I can decide how much is in that paycheck, mm -hmm. right? I can decide how much to pay myself what I'm worth, which makes a huge difference my father is an entrepreneur and i did oh. see that that he had big heights and big lows and he rode this wave oh, okay. so that's what scared me about entrepreneurship but now i realize it really doesn't have to be that way you can have steady and consistent growth as an entrepreneur if you put in the structures and the frameworks and you get the team around you to make sure that you can do that so most people and I deal with a lot of clients like this. They're like, okay, I have this great idea. And now I'm starting and now I'm making money. Oh crap. Now what do I need to actually run a business? Yeah. You need to make sure your sales and marketing are together. You have an operations team and you got your money people. Mm -hmm. Once you have those three pillars in place and you have people who know what they're doing in those pillars, you will be able to free up yourself to then really hone back in on what you do really well. So for me, I have my, my team, I have the writers that I've trained, I have my ops team, I have a fractional CFO. So I focus on coaching and strategy and talking and selling all day. And that's what I really like to do. Yeah, the good stuff, the things that you're passionate stuff. about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Making those connections, like I was talking about, helping and uplifting people in more of a hands-on way. Yeah, no, it's great that you pointed out how, you know, your dad had his own business and that's what you saw. That was the representation of what entrepreneurship could be, right? And mm -hmm. that two highs or two lows is 
something that you probably was not wanting to have in your own business. Like for no. you, how did you tackle that fear and how did you overcome it? Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I'm I didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of it. <laughs> yeah, I was laid off. I could yeah. either go to doing another type that same type of job mm -hmm. which I really didn't like or I could try something else and I was yeah. still scared but I was like let me try something else yes and when I was laid off before and I went to culinary school and I, I had a, a chef instructor that said well you are gonna go and work for ten dollars an hour and then I was like didn't no. you hear me like making money let me try something else because that's not gonna work yeah <laughs> So just because I did it didn't mean that I wasn't afraid while I was doing it. I just mm. did it because it seemed like a better option at the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And for you as an entrepreneur right now, what would you tell to people who are looking to dive into that venture? You're, you're going to have to just do it afraid. You will mm -hmm. never be 100% ready, ready. Mm -hmm. Um you, you, the thing that most people focus on is, oh, I love this, so I'm going to sell this to the world. Always remember that your passion is not going to make you a profit unless mm. it solves someone's problem. So you can be super passionate about macrame, but if it doesn't solve a problem for me, no one's going to buy your macrame. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you are really into something, that's fabulous. That's a, a sign from the universe that you're going in the right direction. But then you need to step out of your own self and say, okay, who needs this and why do they need this? Mm -hmm. And how do I tell them that they need this? That's how you step from hobby to business. Mm -hmm. um, if you are then playing around in your bank account and like, oh, this is my business money. This is my play money. This is my personal money. It's all floating around in one bank account. You still have a hobby. You need to get the infrastructure set up and treat yourself like a business. Mm -hmm. Also remember you're starting a company, not creating another job. Oh. So what are type of standard operating procedures are you putting in place and processes and systems are you putting in place mm -hmm. so that you can eventually step out of the day-to-day -day things that are necessary to run a business that, but not, but may not be exactly what you want mm. to do on your day-to-day -day. Mm -hmm. so that it's running, it's running the way you want it to run with your unique flavor and sauce and all of that stuff. But then you can really focus on the things that matter. Um, often we start off with, well, I want to do this, but I'm just going to do it on my free time. I'm going to hustle. Mm. I hate that. I hate the hustle word because that sets yourself up already for failure because then you're going to hustle and you then say you do leave your full-time job and you're going to keep that hustle mentality. You're going to end up burnt out and exhausted. Yeah. The, the goal is not to hustle and like, as long as you work as hard as possible, you'll make it. The goal is to be strategic. What do you need to set up? to make sure that your business can survive without you. And then how do you market to the people where they are? So we'll find out where your ideal customer is, who they are and where they are hanging out. Mm -hmm. Once you discover that, start off just targeting them directly with very simple 
full messages about your product over and over and over again mm -hmm. and put the systems in place to help them flow into your business. Keep it simple. There's so, it's easy to listen to the podcast and read the books and yeah. do all the things. And then you end up with this behemoth that you, that is taking over your life. And that's not why you got into this in the first place. Yeah, for sure. You had a sole purpose and there's a lot of distractions around you. So you want to stay focused with what you're hoping to achieve your mission, your vision, which is yep. you know part of the business. Um, and uh, something that you pointed out really stood out for me. You said you don't like the word hustle. So mm -mm. yeah. Can you tell me more? Like, has that always been something that for you, when you hear that, when you first heard about it, you're like, what is this? Or, no, at first yeah. when I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, go get him, yeah. girl. You know, and then I was like, wait a minute, what am I actually saying? Mm -hmm. When you say the word hustle, it, it has a sense of struggle and, you know, doing it at all costs. And yes, it does take perseverance to be an entrepreneur, but it should be, I'm going to persevere for this short amount of time mm -hmm. and I'm going to persevere in putting the systems and strategy in place so that I can step out. Mm -hmm. Often when people adopt that hustle mentality, it stays with them throughout their entrepreneurial oh, journey. Yeah. And they end up feeling like they have to hustle. Even when they hit those high six figures, those seven figures, they're still in the hustle, mm -hmm. not on their yacht. And they have to be because they are so integral to their business. Yeah. You want your business to be able to provide you a lifestyle rather than you giving your life to your business. Uh, and when you do it that way, when you're thinking of it that way, you're like, oh, I have to hustle. It's going to take everything out of me. Who wants to do that? You can have the more money than you would in the beginning yeah. and then more time by sitting at your desk job. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. And that's such a statement that I feel like most at least the people that I know who are entrepreneurs are still in that hustle mentality because they feel like it's part of being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. But then it's actually, you get to choose what you say yes and no to. And it's a marathon, not a sprint because you yep. burn out and probably in the next five years when you just start a business and you just not take care of yourself or appreciate the small things and the milestones and celebrate and, you know, give yourself a reward or something. So like for yep. you, I know before this, uh, we talked about um, how sleep is like so important for you. And I love um, sleep too. <laughs> I, love yeah. sleep. I need my eight hours. So for eight you, hours. yeah, I, I'm curious to know you, you grew your business within five months. You have your own team. You have your own CFO. <laughs> so I'm curious. To, but yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm curious to know how, what was your process like? And how did you get to that place where you're like, this is how I want to do things. I want to be able to have that balance while being able to thrive. And yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely know what you mean. Well, okay. when I first started, so okay. Right before I got laid off from my, my day job, my company had sent me to become a story brand certified guy. Um, and they spent, $10,000 to certify me plus travel expenses. And then two weeks later, they laid me off. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I have this certification yeah. and this community of fellow business owners. And that really helped me as a great foundation 
mm-hmm. to figure out how much should I charge? Um, what exactly should I be doing? What should I focus in on? Because before then, I was like, I mean, I'm a writer, I guess. <laughs> now I'm like, no, I'm a copywriter and I'm a really good copywriter. So it, it helped me shape that, that identity, first of all. So when you're first starting, don't necessarily look at the prices that the people that are most immediately close to you are willing to pay you. Mm-hmm. So often entrepreneurs start off with, well, my cousin's going to give me $20. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean that you should know that's how much you should charge. You have to look at what the market is doing, what your peers are doing for the quality of work that you are offering. So that was incredibly helpful. Then from there, I really honed in on my ideal client. Now, for me, it was originally the uh, planners specifically in the wedding catering and event industry. Since then, I've expanded mostly because of the pandemic. Because I love the wedding catering and events industry. I think it's fabulous. But, you know, they weren't working. So, and I still wanted to work and I'm a marketer. So I had the opportunity to work outside of that industry. Now we help mostly female entrepreneurs who are into building their empire, but are a little bit burned out and lost and are looking for ways to flourish in business and life. Mm -hmm. So once you, once I honed in on the ideal client, then I knew I needed to get our name everywhere. The first largest amount of large amount of money that I spent was on a publicist. So I got out on, on the podcast. I got out on the, um, the blogs. I got out, you know, speaking engagements because I knew that I had to create awareness about who we were and what we had to offer and why we were unique. I also focused on networking and building a network with my peers for referrals. And then I went back and and I had systems for myself. Um, I had Dubsado right from the beginning. I used Google Drive. And then now we're with a team. We still use Dubsado and I was using Trello. We're migrating to ClickUp to make sure that we have our SOPs down. We're forming that the SOP binder, quote unquote, it's it's virtual. Yeah. So we're getting, we are getting those pillars in place. A great book to read for anybody is Business Made Simple by Donald Miller, the same author of Building a Story Brand. Mm-hmm. It breaks down for you the areas of business that you need to focus on as a value-driven professional. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times entrepreneurs, like I said, you have this passion, but you actually don't know how to run a business. And you don't even know what goes into running a business. You're like, I make money. Yes. I put the money in my pocket and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like a little bit more complicated yeah. than that. So you you need to get the baseline because often people come to me and they're like, wait a minute. I don't even know. Wait, what are the elements of, of marketing? Like what is marketing? Like <laughs> I don't understand no idea. And it's fine that you don't know. This is not something that, that, that most people have gone to school for. And truthfully, I went to school for it, and it's different than when I was in school. Mm-hmm. So you need to educate yourself on what the baseline is and don't let the education out in the world tell you what you need to know. There's all kinds of books. Mm-hmm. So read all the books and listen to the podcast. But if you say to yourself, well, now I need to do all the things, it's overwhelming. You need to get a baseline of, okay, I need you know, I know to get sales and marketing. I know I need to get ops and I know I need to get my money together. So 
So what do I know about those? What do I not know about those? How do I get that together? What do I need to do by myself? What do I immediately need to outsource? One of the very first things after the publicist, I got a bookkeeper because I needed, I know that I knew that I had an accountant, I had an accountant, yeah. right? I knew that I wasn't necessarily at the CFO level where I was going to have someone that was helping me strategize my money, but I knew that I needed to at least make sure all of the pennies were in the right place so that when I got to that place, one, my accountant's job would be easier. And two, when I got to the place of having that CFO, they were going to be able to have a clear picture of what I'd been doing inside of my business. Yeah. So forming that foundation is key. And when you're an entrepreneur, it's not about, I'm going to make money next week. It's about, yeah, I'm going to make some money next week, but I'm going to spend my time building the foundation so I can make a lot of money next year. Yes. Yeah. Very, um, I had a, I had a thought and it just, the train took oh, off. No, I didn't that. <laughs> yeah. um, oh no, I was going to say very forward thinking because when you initially hired your accountant, probably that if, if an entrepreneur is someone who probably has not done their research, you probably wouldn't think that, you know, I don't need an accountant right now. I'll just wait until I grow and then I'll hire one. But then you're mm-hmm. very forward thinking where you're like, this is my vision. This is where I want to be. I'm going to place all the foundation right now. So when I get to that place, I won't have to look back and be like, oh, I should have done this. This is what I'm missing. So mm-hmm. very, very forward thinking, which is something that I think spectacular. Like, I feel like that's what all entrepreneurs hopefully should have in their toolbox. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about committing to your vision. I love what you're saying, Christy, because there was a point where I'm like, when I, when I, paid for the whole S-Corp experience. Um, And I'm like, oh my gosh, this means I actually have a business, like an actual business. I'm not a sole uh, proprietor anymore. And that means that this is real. Am I, do I really want to own a business? Yes. And once I said, yes, I want to own a business. I don't just, this is not a temporary thing. I was kind of testing it out. Okay. I made some money. Right. Yeah. No, business. Yeah. And once I made that decision, then I'm like, well, then if I'm going to go from hobby, what well, wasn't a hobby at that point in time, I was making money doing it. But if I want to go from a hobby mentality to a business mentality, what does an actual business have? Well, an actual business has like processes. They know yeah. something where their money is going. Like I have all the things, they have all of the foundations in place. Mm-hmm. It's not just you and an Excel document winging it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's funny, the more that I did that, the more I grew up and I'm con- still continuing to grow up as a business yeah. owner. But the more I do that with a forward looking outlook, the bigger the opportunities are that come to me. And then I, feel more ready to handle them. Yeah, for sure. And as you were growing your business to where you are right now and obviously still growing it, were what were the pillars for you? What made you you? Um, because I'm sure there's a lot of things playing factors that makes your business the way it is right now. Um, so what would you say would be the three main things that makes it um, thrive the way that it is right now? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So one of them is that we are um, a little woo. <laughs> We're a little. Uh, we we definitely tap into intuition and use intuition and a deeper sense and deeper probing questions to help our clients tap into their own power and right. inner wisdom and bring that out in their lives and in their copying. Mm-hmm. 
The other thing is that we use strategy systems and data and processes. So if I'm going to tell you that we need to change your hashtags, if there's a reason for why we're changing your hashtags on your social media. Or if I tell you we need to post at this frequency, it's because we've done the research and there's a reason why. Or I tell you now you have to use reels. It's a thing. Yeah. Let's dive in. Yeah. It's because we're making decisions based off of true information, not just fact and feeling. Another thing about Flourish Marketing is that we have really high-touch client care. Um, we have a client concierge. We have our social media manager. We have editors and writers, and they all are hyper-focused mm-hmm. on making sure that the clients have what they need and it matches or exceeds their expert- expectations and it's delivered on time. Um, Flourish Marketing has a framework that we abide by, which is um, that your aligned energy plus business strategy equals a thriving empire. So we focus on those two main components to help our clients get to and reach their goals. Mm -hmm. No, that's amazing. And that's definitely a good foundation for anyone joining Flourish Marketing as your client because they know that they're going to be taken care of and very hands-on. Um, very hands-on. Yeah, very hands-on. <laughs> you take them on a journey, basically, on that red carpet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. or magic carpet, I would say. Magic carpet. Yeah. Yes. Call me Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and what would you say would be the main challenge that you've had to face building this business of yours? Um, and I'm sure with every struggle, it comes, you know, it's always a blessing because you come out and you're transformed out of it. So um, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. One of my main challenges was myself. And that's who most, mm. most people actually have mm-hmm. to confront. And particularly, it was about my money beliefs. Okay. Um, that I could actually make money on my own. I had done it before, mm-hmm. but I had been so in, I hadn't, I mean, I hadn't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. And I had been so into the corporate culture where it's very much like you work for us and then we pay you this paycheck that is set. Mm-hmm. I didn't truly believe that I could make money on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I had to see it. I'm like, Oh my God, are you going to pay me for that? And so then because of that, I started off my pricing way too low. Mm-hmm. And now, and cause I didn't have the confidence to say, Nope, this is, this is how much. Yes. This is how much yeah. I cost. And now someone's like, Ooh, I, I don't know if I can afford you. I'm like, well, here's some free resources that you can use in the meantime. Come back when you are ready. We'll be here for you. Yeah. As opposed to, Oh, I think I can give you a discount. No, we don't, we don't do that we don't change our prices or give discounts or anything mm-hmm. like that because the work is the same and we do a really good job the mm-hmm. copywriting that comes out of our agency is some of the best i've ever read yeah. and i'm really proud of our writers and i'm paying them for their expertise and you're paying for me having trained them yes. <laughs> so yeah. like you're not just if you if you really wanted just to pay 50 dollars for it good luck on upwork or fiverr i wish you the very best yes <laughs> <laughs> No, that's true because now you've found your value, right? And you're sticking by it and you're like, but these are, you know, alternative ways for you. And we're always here if you decide to come back. Um, Yes. Yeah. And for you between um, getting clients at that rate 
where you're like, okay, maybe I can accommodate, let's see what we can work with, to being like, no, this is the value that we offer. Um, come back to us when you're ready for it. That mindset change or that the way you address your business and build your customers' um, loyalty as well, how how did that mindset change? Was it um, after a specific customer? Was it after a specific circumstance? What was it? Well, it was when I actually started making money. Oh, so okay. I, I was like, okay, I needed to see it. Um, and I wish that it wasn't like that. I wish that I had been able to go through without needing to see it, but I needed to actually see the money. Um, and then, um, it was also, I did a lot of spiritual work, cutting ties, clearing, Mm. um, my my unconscious dealing with generational curses and beliefs, um, and paradigms and things that were holding me back. So it, like I said, I truly believed in aligned energy plus business strategy. So I was building my marketing funnel, building my connections and clearing my energy and getting focused on, on abundance and making sure that I was balanced across because I knew that, uh, if I truly, my goal is to be, um, the head of a, of a, of a billion dollar empire and you can't get there if you don't even believe that someone should pay you to do their social yes. media, like it's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. no, I agree. I agree. Uh-huh. And I think it comes with definitely with the, the conversations that you've had and experiences that you've had that you finally make that decision. Hey, you know what? This is enough for me to validate, validate that what I'm doing right here is actually, I know it's worth and I'm going to stick by it. And I yep. think that's really awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome for um, for you to have that um, mentality and, and growing your business. And I'm sure that's a culture as well within your company, right? Um, yep. And yeah, for you, how do you manage your day to day for you, um, your relationships, and managing your own team while also staying sane on your own, like? How how do you manage all of that, all of the moving pieces? In your Delegation. Life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I am so serious. <laughs> so first of all, shout out to the Flourish Marketing team. They yes. are absolutely fabulous. Um, my integrator, Diana, keeps all of us together. She's mm-hmm. the operations pillar for us. Keeps us moving together. Keeps projects running on time. I don't have to, so I don't have to worry about it. And she keeps me running on time, like, yes, we're going to do that big, bright idea. Just put that over here. We'll get to <laughs> along with the other 20 random ideas <laughs> this week. So I, I really believe in delegation. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, there's like no fly zones, like uh, not on Saturday, not on Sunday, not after five. Managing my calendar and blocking time off has been huge there's also certain things that i do regularly there is a massage every month there is a facial every month there are nails every two weeks there's time blocked up and i purposely do those things during the week um so then it's a break and i still have that same amount of time on the weekends Mm -hmm. um I also, you know, have my morning ritual that I do that keeps me grounded and it's huge. Morning rituals are huge. Um, I also make sure I move. So one, I'm really trying to get abs 
and I'm I'm on my way. We yes. have two, maybe like two and a half abs. Okay, right that's progress. <laughs> progress, especially during pandemic. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, okay, I'm trying to move. I, I Pilates four times a week. I found an, an environment there, yes. women um, that I love, and the salon owner Katrina is uh, Karina is uh, amazing. Um, so it's it's about being intentional and proactive about making sure that you are taking care of yourself. It's something so, so simple as I make sure to take like fiber capsules every morning so that I stay regular, like small things like, right. Because I, when I'm stressed out, this is TMI, but when I'm stressed out, my digestion slows down. I so, know. So I'm like, well, take fiber every day. And I'm not stressed out right now, but you still, your body gets thrown off. So mm-hmm. what, what, are little, what are little simple things that you can do to keep yourself moving forward? Like I moved my phone charging out of the bedroom and into the office and I got an actual alarm clock. That's and the alarm clock is not one of those. Yeah. That was just, <laughs> it's like, like nature. Nature sound. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It's amazing. So then I have a fighting chance in the morning to yes. actually center myself before I get in to the day. And I try yeah. to wake up an hour, 45 minutes before I have to do anything to really like get myself together so that I can decide what the day is going to be and not have the, the, the day decided for me and maintaining that awareness. So it's, it's, it's small things. And then because I'm a bioenergetic business coach, part two of the modalities that we use to heal are, um, Infoceuticals and a My Health device. So, Infoceuticals are charged water droplets that are charged with the information that your particular body field and energy field is missing. So, I make sure to consume those every day to keep myself in alignment. And then the My Health device is energy, painless, needle free, thank goodness, acupuncture. Um, So, I use that every day as well to, again, making sure my energy is aligned, my calendar is aligned. Yeah processes and systems and SOPs and my marketing funnel, everything, my sales team, that's all good. And then now I'm, I'm building that thriving empire brick by brick because you can't have a thriving empire if you're not thriving yourself. Yeah, for sure. Because you're the queen of that empire. So you absolutely, be- yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <The> Puma, <laughs> absolutely, yes. Puma queen over yes. here. <laughs> no, I love it. I love everything that you said because it really is true. Like it trickles down your energy from yourself to the people around you. So obviously, like the the, the things that you're doing for yourself is also it, it's also selfless, so that you're able to show up for other people in your team and your life. In all your Absolutely. relationships, yeah. Um, you have to put your mask on first. You're, yes. you know, before you can help others. That's how. That's how it works. Yes, hundred percent. And I, I'm all on. Uh, I'm all in in the alarm clock. Um, yes. I, like honestly, it helps a lot. Like versus using your phone. Let's say right, because when you yeah. use your phone, you probably snooze, and then you'll start looking at your mail, and then you're like, okay, let me sleep. Exactly. Yeah. So that's. Great, great advice. Um, and Alea, like I, when you mentioned about delegation, um, I think that's something that, for me, that's something I'm trying to work with as well. 
seeing mm-hmm. what I can do. And even the conversations that I've had with people who have their own businesses or who are just working on a day-to-day basis is something that they're still trying to understand how they could do remotely or virtually. Mm-hmm. Like for you, um, are there any tips or advice for people who are struggling with delegation? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone, my loves, you are not <laughs> special. That's the first thing that you have to remember. <laughs> When you're delegating, people don't want to delegate because they're like, oh, but they're not going to do it like me. No, they're not. No, thank goodness. They'll probably do it better than you. Hire someone who actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. Right? Not an accountant. Stop doing your books. Yeah. Your bookkeeper will do that better than you will. Yeah. So realize that there are things that you are special with and the write those things down and imagine yourself, visualize your, visualize yourself being able to do only those things every single day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to be very happy at the end of this visualization. You're going to be like, Oh my God, that would be amazing. I would love to only be able to do those things every single day. Yeah. If you want that life, all the other stuff needs to go to someone else. And it's not necessarily going to happen overnight. You're not going to be like, great. I just want to make TikTok videos every day. Everyone else gets to do all the rest of my business. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so, like mom, that. can you do this? Dad. Right, right, right. <laughs> Another thing about delegation is people say, Ooh, that sounds expensive. I can't afford oh, that. That's true. Yep. You don't have to hire a full W2 employee when you're, when you're getting started with delegating. Hire a VA for five hours a week at $25 an hour just to handle some of the admin stuff that you need. And then you're going to be like, oh, wait a minute. I hired that VA. Mm-hmm. And I have more time. And so now I booked another client because I actually have the time and the headspace yeah. to create things. What else could I delegate? Yeah. So start small. And if you hire someone, if you're like, I, I actually got the admin or I don't have a lot of admin, then what I would recommend is hiring someone that has a revenue driving role. So hiring a part-time salesperson or hiring a part-time marketing person or someone to are outsourcing your marketing or part of your marketing to someone. Because when you do that, then you're able to say, oh, I'm going to pay them, but they should pay for themselves. Mm. I'm going to pay the salesperson to go out and book discovery calls for me, mm. but they should be booking those calls and I'm closing those calls so their discovery calls should pay for themselves. And it feels like a less scary proposition because you're like, well, I'm going to pay them a low base. They're the salesperson. I'm going to pay them a low reasonable, but lower base and bonus them for every call that's booked and give them another bonus for every deal that's landed. So then you're really really truly feeling like you're getting your money's worth if you like me are having money mindset Mm. issues around spending money to get the delegation help that you need Mm -hmm. and just remember if you're doing it all on your own you don't really have a business you have a side hustle a hobby you're not building a business um because businesses are more than one person yeah no 100 no man is an island no woman's an island Same, yep. same, same message, right? No, exactly. I, I appreciate that. I think that's something that anyone could really take from this conversation. You know, building a team, collaborating, while being able to care for yourself because that's also caring for others. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to wrap things up, Leah, one thing that I do want to ask my guest speakers before we end the episode is what is your love message to yourself? What is your love message to you, Leah? To my future self to your or my past self? self? Your oh, to my current self. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My love message to me is, girl, you got it. You've done it. Congratulations. Like, go sit down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Have a good time. Like, you, you did it. You did it. You did all the things. Um, and there's still more to go. But congratulations. Look at you. Look at all that you accomplished. Yeah. yeah I don't because uh, there's often you, you're, especially as an entrepreneur, you're going, 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 going. And you're building, building, building. And you don't stop and to look around and be like, oh, my gosh, I've actually built something. Yeah. You're looking at the bricks, not the building. Mm, I love that because you forget sometimes how much you've done already looking yeah. back, right? And well, actually, now that we've mentioned that, that wouldn't be my last question anymore. I have oh, another yeah. <laughs> one more question. Yeah. Okay. What would you, what would 15, 16, or late teen Alea say? What do you think you would tell? She would say to me, yeah. But most of all, like most teenagers, she'd be like, well, you old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you think so? I remember when I thought 30 was old. Um, I think that she would be surprised about how confident I am and secure in mm -hmm. not only myself, but in my ability to creatively operate and thrive in, in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that she would be happy to know that all of the things that she's doing right now have made me into who I am, that yeah. she did a good job. She was doing a good job then, even if she didn't know it and didn't know what the heck she was doing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. Definitely. I'm sure she'll be very happy to where you've been and the experiences that you've had probably wasn't easy. Um, but yeah. look at where you are right now. It's definitely a good place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a good place. I'm getting better from here, Chrissy. Everyone's yes. going up. <laughs> <laughs> the sky is limitless. So I'm sure there's more in store for you, Alea. But thank yeah. you so much again for showing up in this episode. We've learned so much. Definitely a lot of key takeaways and very beautiful message that you've shared to anyone who's interested in being an entrepreneur or even just like overcoming your fear. Sometimes you just have to do it, right? Like you've mentioned. Yes. Just see it. See see what that what's yes. in store. Yeah. Sometimes you might not overcome it. You might have to do it with it. You might have yeah. to do it with the fear and just keep going. Yeah, yeah. And and that's beautiful because it's all a journey. So um thank you so much for sharing your journey. I think it's so beautiful. I'm probably gonna re-listen to this episode. I'm like, let me take down some notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds like a plan. Alea, where can where can everyone find you? I'm sure Absolutely. Yeah. You can find me at flourishmarketing.co, not .com, .co. That's our website. Oh, okay. To learn more about us, you can uh, check that out. You can also check out our resources section where we have lots of freebies. Yes. Um, if you want to work with us, go ahead and click that schedule a call button to pop on my calendar. You can also find follow me on Instagram at Alea Harris, A-L-E-Y-A-H-A-R-R-I-S. And you can follow me and my whole Flourish Marketing team at flourishmarketing.co on Instagram. Plus, I did kick it on, on LinkedIn if you'd like to join me there as well. Awesome. I'll put all the links in the episode notes and also just to share for our audience so they can follow you and see 
you've been up to. <laughs> Thank you so yeah, much. No problem. Here's to hoping that your day is filled with peace, joy, and love. Keep speaking your truth and manifesting your dreams and always remember to nurture healthy relating. You may be told that you're not that special, but hey, you matter because you are unique. You are put in this earth as an energy container and it's time to open yourself up and share what you've got. I am so rooting for you and hope to have you here again at Moments with Chrissy.